And when you're worshiping the Lord and you're finding a passion rising, connect with that passion and go with it. Mm-hmm. Go in the direction of that passion because that's where you're going to find your true identity. And what God connects with is your true identity. God promises in Joel 2.28 to pour out His Spirit on all humanity. Welcome to Global Outpouring, where we contend for that promised outpouring, we equip for that outpouring, so that we may engage in that very outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to the podcast today. We have with us today our dear, dear friend, Rona Sparopoulos, and she is going to be sharing with us things that the Lord is showing her in these days as we are entering into the new and greater glory. Thanks for joining us today. We're so happy that you've joined us. We want to encourage you before we get started, if you haven't already done so, to go to our website, globaloutpouring.net, and make sure that we hear from you. There's a place to give us feedback. There's a place to sign up for our emails so that you can know what we are doing to contend for the outpouring. We've got a prayer line that we have every day, a prayer call every afternoon, and we have um, events that are coming up that that are equipping the saints, and we're uh, always engaging in what God is doing in these days. So we want to encourage you to uh, stay tuned, get acquainted with us in, in a better way by going to our website. So, Rona, we are so happy to have you with us today. I'm delighted to be here today. <laughs> Sometimes we do it by, do this by Zoom, and uh, and and this time we get you in our very own studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, face to face. It's wonderful. It's <laughs> yes. wonderful. So you were with us for our recent convention, Convention 2023, and we will put a link to the playlist in the show notes uh, so that people can catch up if they missed that event. It was an amazing, amazing time. You were one of the speakers and Tony Kemp and and uh, Etienne Blom and Claren McQueen, and I was too. And I just want to kind of bounce off just for a few moments. Just let's talk about the takeaway from that event. What did, what did, you, what did you see was the overarching message that, that the Lord had for us? I think the overarching message was that we need to change realms. Oh, yes. For many of God's people, we're just doing the same things we used to do, maybe to a greater measure and maybe even deeper. But it's not about doing everything you've learned for so many years mm-hmm. and you've been doing for so many years that you've actually become perfected in it mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were trained by Sister Gwen. We perfected what She gave us. Mm -hmm. We know it so well. We can function in it so easily. We can flow in it so easily. But it's a matter of changing realms. Mm -hmm. We have to function and minister out of a different realm. Right. Yeah. And I had this encounter with an angel while I was coming down the hill Mm -hmm. in the vehicle. And (laughs) this angel pulled out an hourglass and and the sand was running through, and there was just a little bit left. And he, he pointed at it, and he was so, he was, this angel was on fire. Mm-hmm. Not, you couldn't see it, but what was coming out of him. And he was saying, we're running out of time. 
It's time for the people of God to make that shift. And he's given us people like Etienne and Tony in -hmm. particular. Mm -hmm. And when they teamed up in this convention, it was so such a powerful team. Right. Because they even saw the same things in the spirit. Yes. Which was amazing. They saw the same people came in. Sister Gwen came in Mm -hmm. and other people came in. And what was amazing was that they just interacted and you had the very fatherliness of Tony mm-hmm. and Etienne is also a father but he's a bit more outspoken mm-hmm. I think yeah. it happens with South Africans anyway <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, uh, and they, he's a strong disciplinarian and it came together because he has such a passion for what God wants mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. it came together so perfectly and for myself, I know I've got to go back and just listen to everything again. Me That's too. the wonder yeah. mm-hmm. of having things recorded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't take notes you can't. fast <laughs> enough because if you're taking notes, you you miss the next you thing. You miss what you know the feeling of what is being spoken at the moment. You know, yeah. you don't yeah. the impact, yeah. which will really make you come back and watch it later, mm-hmm. where you can hit the pause button and write things down. Right. Yeah. I know, and the way Tony Kemp just breaks things down. Yes. Mm-hmm. like precept upon precept mm-hmm. and just gets you thinking in that direction. Then he drops the bomb at the end. <laughs> and then Benny grins. <laughs> yes. He hits you between the eyes and grin real big, you know. And then I was thinking about it and I thought, well, if I had to do that kind of thing, I'd probably forget the ending. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I had I had a similar takeaway. It, it's It's really about each one of us. Yeah. Individually becoming responsible to fulfill what God has called us individually to do. That really came out strongly as well. Yes. <laughs> that um that coming up into this new realm, it you know, come on, we've prayed it for generations and, and millennia on earth as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as as it is in heaven. And that is the realm we must move into. Mm-hmm. We yeah. must exactly. move into that heavenly realm. Yes. And and just to clarify what you what you said when you said Sister Gwen walked into the room and others, we are talking about the cloud of witnesses. We are That's not right. we are not talking about you know praying to a person or asking for that person to come. That that is necromancy. Yeah. But when they show up because God sent them, that is not necromancy. That is just like what happened to Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration when Elijah and Moses came to him to talk up to him about what's going to happen next for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly right. And so we're yeah. we're we're interacting with the heavenly realm without the you know the evil counterfeit kind of thing that yeah. that, that necromancy is. We're not asking for any of that. But we're welcoming the Lord to do anything he wants to do mm-hmm. and, yes. and acknowledging the fact that, hey, we're wanting to interact with heaven. They're all there. Exactly. More so, alive than ever. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I, can, I just have to tell this story. It just came to me that, that Pastor Tony said, and perhaps this will help one of our listeners, that, that there was um, a married couple. They were very, very close. And the husband died and the woman was just devastated. But the Lord gave her a vision or maybe a dream. I don't remember which it was. And, and she went to heaven and she saw her husband and he was worshiping the Lord. He became aware of her presence. He turned around. He embraced her. 
And then she went back and the Lord spoke to her. He, he, he and he, she said, or he, as Pastor Tony was telling it, um, this, this woman noted that it was the kind of embrace that it would be for his sister or for a friend, or it, it wasn't that husband wife embrace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Lord said to her, he, cause he was worshiping and he was completely caught up with the Lord. And, and the Lord said to her, he has come into a new life and you need to, too. Yes, that was powerful. And how many people are listening that are grieving over a lost loved one? Right. I can't live without him. I can't. Well, he's, he's moved on or she's moved on. And, and it's time for you to move on as well. Mm-hmm. Because that's, that's the hour that we're living in. As, as that angel said to you, time is running out. We have to step up. We have to step into the thing that God has put into us individually. We can't be clones of somebody else. We can't be looking at somebody else that we admire in the body of Christ or or someone who has gone before us and we've read their life story. Oh, I want to be like John G. Lake or, oh, I want to be like Mariah Woodworth Edder. Oh, yeah. I want to be like Amy Sumble McPherson, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Smith Wigglesworth. Or, or Kenneth Hagin. Or Kenneth Hagin. He's also in, in the cloud of witnesses. Wonderful man of God, taught us lots of things, built a foundation for us in the word of God, right. helping us yeah. to get the fact that what the word says is true. Yeah. And all of those are foundational things that have been built for us as a platform. At what, I, what I saw in the spirit as we were talking about the convention a couple of days ago or whenever, I saw that what had been built in this ministry in the past at, by our founder, Sister Gwen Shaw, what had been built by her was a platform from which we are to blast off. Launch pad. A launch yeah. pad, exactly. And uh, Bob Jones said to her uh, years and years ago when they were both on the planet, he, they were walking down a hallway in between meetings at some kind of a conference. He was up ahead of her talking to somebody else, and she was talking to somebody next to her. Next to her. He turned around and he said to her, Sister Gwen, you have nothing to worry about. Your ceiling is going to be your handmaiden's dancing floor. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I remember that. So uh-huh. we need to already be dancing on where Sister Gwen was. And that's that's what you said. We've we've come into that. We understand that we we can we can operate in that. Yeah. At least yeah. to some degree. Yeah. At, but now it's time to launch. You know, and a launch pad doesn't just launch one rocket. Mm. You know. Yeah. You know, you see Cape Canaveral, you'll see one rocket go up. Yeah. That launch pad is still there. It's that's waiting true. for the next one. That's a good yeah, point, good. Philip. Good point. Very good. And we are all here. If if we've connected with that launch pad, we are all in position to launch. Mm-hmm. We are. We must go into the next realm. We must go higher. We cannot hang around being religious. We can't hang around just yeah. doing the stuff we've always done because it's what we've always done. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So. Let me just ask you a question, Rona. One of the events that we have coming up is the School of the Supernatural Translation by Faith with Bruce and Reshma Allen and Michael and Gordana Van Vlyman. I think we've, we've already played the podcast that, that we recorded with them and, and uh, talking about the school that's coming up. But you've been to two of these sessions 
let me get your your feedback on that and how that is an equipping for moving into the next realm. Well, I found it, I didn't know what to expect, really. <laughs> Nobody does. <laughs> and I found it totally amazing the way they've laid the whole school out. Mm-hmm. And it's built line upon line. And every class takes you a step higher and deeper mm-hmm. yeah. into what, translation by faith is mm-hmm. and walking in the supernatural right it was an incredible bible study mm-hmm. it is an incredible yeah. bible study because it's loaded with scripture yes loaded 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 with scripture that will absolutely answer any question for the four of them we only heard from gordana once but she's a most incredible lady mm-hmm. she is walks in the supernatural daily mm-hmm. We're talking so about it, ordinary people, just yes. like just like the ones in this room and the ones that are listening, all ordinary people, but they've stepped into something. They've yeah. stepped in to functioning in the supernatural. Right. And they're teaching me how to do it. But having attended two schools, I was so happy to do the second one mm-hmm. because I got even more out of it. Absolutely. And of course, mm-hmm. it was a little bit different to the first one, yeah. which was even more wonderful and then um, Michael started just doing a few um, meditation periods. Mm-hmm. And I think that really taught so much to, mm-hmm. to the people that were there. Right. Activation. Activation, meditation. Because when you leave here, this isn't like I'm teaching how to do this by rote, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not that. You take what you're given and you go home. And then you have to connect with the Lord because now you've got the scriptural basis for the whole thing. Yeah, then you have to connect with the Lord for him to move you into the supernatural now that it's affirmed in you yes. and it is true. And those scriptures are working in you because mm-hmm. during the school, they're not only going to your ears and eye gates, but they go straight into your heart, straight into your spirit. So they begin working in there and you can actually... Connect with the Lord in that realm, knowing this is the real deal. Yes. And ask him to take you into the realm where you move in translation by faith. Right. Yeah. Incredible school. Yes. And, it, and it, it's really all based on your intimacy with the Lord. Yeah. Your, your walk with him. Remember, Enoch walked with God mm-hmm. and was not because God took him. He was translated completely out of the planet, well, out of the natural realm anyway, into the spirit realm without seeing death. That's what the Bible says about him. And that is what part of what we're talking about, that, that as we walk with God, we are walking into his realm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Pastor Tony was talking about that at the convention as well. He talked about Enoch. And he talked about how how he walked with him on he walked with God until he became so like God, yeah, that he just took him, and and that is really what the call of the Holy Spirit is right now, is that we walk with Him, so that we become like Him, mm-hmm. so that we can do all the stuff that Jesus was doing. Jesus said, the works that I do, you'll you'll do also, and greater Greater works. works. But it requires walking with him. It requires that intimacy. You know, something just came to me right now when you were saying all of that. Because so much has to do with passion. Mm 
Yes. And when you're worshipping the Lord and you're finding a passion rising, or you're just before the Lord and you find a passion rising, connect with that passion and go with it. Mm-hmm. Go in the direction of that passion because that's where you're going to find your true identity. And what God connects with is your true identity. Yes. He's not going to connect with something you've learned by rote. Exactly. I mean, the rain falls on the just and the unjust, so he's going to answer your prayers by rote because of his mercy. Right. But we don't want to ride on his mercy. We're supposed to be sons and companions and friends that he's going to tell his secrets to, that he's going to open up displays of otherworldly stuff. Mm -hmm. So when we connect with that passion, I believe we connect with God in a very deep area. Yes. And that's when everything is going to start to happen. Yes. Mm, Yes. But so many times we've been told, you've got to calm down, you know, Get quiet. Just get quiet. Don't don't let your passions come out. Well, this isn't a passion that's in your soul realm. Right. This is a passion that the spirit that your ignited spirit. Yes. A spirit that God ignited even in the beginning in Adam mm-hmm. is being reignited every day through him. Yes. And that is going to connect with God because that's what he put in you. Exactly. And that is what he's looking for. That's, that is what we're running out of time to do. Exactly. Now, I just want to ask you to share with us some of the, th- the experiences that you've had, because you've been walking in a passion with the Lord for a long, long time, and you've had some supernatural experiences uh some of the some of the things that you put into into your books uh, i'll just mention your books the blood entrance into the supernatural is all about the blood of jesus christ and the lord gave you downloads of devotionals to go with it before you even got around to writing the bible study which you were intending to write to begin with and and then he's given you another book spirit life beyond the veil which I'm still reading, and I just I can read maybe three, four, five paragraphs, and I just have to stop and meditate on that. Sometimes I have I read it over and over again, every day for days. So, would you share with us some of those life changing things that have lit your passion? Hmm. Yeah, I would like to go into the one that you mentioned in the convention. Good, because you mentioned it too, right? Was that the same event, or did you have more than one? No, we're talking about the same event. The same yeah. event. Okay. So you had a vision that I you put in I actually had a series of events during that time. Mm-hmm. I just kept seeing, as I lay my head on my bed, I just kept seeing this. It was almost like a, a portal opening up and the Lord standing there and saying, Rona, follow me. Mm-hmm. And then he would show me something. But this one particular one, I followed him and incredible place in in, it was a heavenly place with vibrant green grass. I mean, you read about it, and many people that have been caught up to heaven, you read about that, that they're walking on this green grass. It's actually life-giving, but I, I felt it. I, I, I saw it, and I felt it, that life-givingness of the green grass and, mm. and a cliff and this beautiful sea. And the Lord stopped, and he said to me, Rona, 
The son of man has nowhere to lay his head. And he put his head on my shoulder. Mm. And I realized what he was saying was, I need a resting place in you. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Can you provide me with a resting place? Yes. Like, wow. can I make my place of habitation in you? Mm-hmm. And come into rest. Yes. But yes. we have to be at rest for that to happen. Exactly. It has to be a union of rest. It has to be a, a divine union. Mm-hmm. And when he did that, you know, I could see the crown of thorns that had been on his head and and the glory radiating out of it. Just the wounds? Or was the crown actually his there? His wounds. No, okay. I saw his wounds. Okay. And um, the light and the glory radiating out of it. And then... Then my vision opened up to connect to the lamb that was slaughtered mm. before the foundation of the world. Yes. And it was like the two suddenly became one because we were in a realm of timelessness. That's it. Absolute timelessness. So he was still that lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Right. And oh. it was just an amazing time of Intimacy in that vision. Mm-hmm. And God was igniting that intimacy in me and telling me no matter what happens, while you're at rest, mm-hmm. I find a resting place. That's it. Mm. That's beautiful. So, I know in the in reminders on my phone, one of the first one that will come up in the morning, it's one that ATN always would say is hostess presence. Mm-hmm. You know, be a host for the presence of God. Yeah. You know, the Lord spoke to me uh, regarding this rest idea. The Lord spoke to me a few weeks ago and said, you do works to please men. You do rest to please me because rest implies trust. Mm. Yeah. Wow. And and I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm working on it. (laughs) <laughs> when when you're when you're faced with so many things that are going on it's it's like a barrage of stuff trying to keep you out of rest but it's That's learning true. to walk with him in that place of rest that gives you the grace to do all those things without becoming stressed yeah that's good and, and that's that's just the beginning it's just the beginning and God is working on stripping away our flesh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, tell us what else happened. What did you see in yourself in that vision? You became translucent. I became translucent. So translucent means that light can pass through it. And there's nothing hidden. Yes. Mm. There's yes. absolutely nothing hidden. And, and I believe that's what God is, is after in his people, that we become so connected to him and and so at rest in him that our flesh gives way to allow the light through. It's mm, good. Yes, and um, I'd like to tell you about another vision that I had. I was actually down in Texarkana getting ready to minister in a church down there. And I was seeking the Lord what to say and what he had for that church in particular. And he walked, I saw myself standing and he walked in front of him and he walked right up to me, stuck his fingers in the middle of my scalp Mm. 
where you would part your hair, mm-hmm. dug his fingers right in and tore my flesh off me all the way down to my feet. Wow. Hmm. Wow. And what was left was a light being. Mm-hmm. A being made of light. Yes, that's Beautiful. what our spirit is. Yeah. And I actually felt... I felt my flesh being torn off. I mean, I didn't feel <laughs> excruciating pain, but what I felt was like you would run your nails over a blackboard, mm. that kind of feeling, you know. Mm, yeah. Breaking. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, I felt as something was being pulled off me, put it that mm. way. Mm-hmm. And I was left with who I really am, the light being. Mm-hmm. But that real person that we are is hidden by soul and flesh. Yes. It's hidden by everything we've learned from people. Mm-hmm. Mm. Not all of it's bad. A lot of it isn't bad. Yeah. Because the bad we've dumped already, most of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But a lot of it is handed down generation to generation to generation. So we're walking in handed down truth. Mm-hmm. Very Instead true. of getting the real truth for the, from the one who is the truth. Mm-hmm. And what handed down truth becomes is religion. Yeah, of course. Of course that is. Yeah, because it's the same old, same old, same, same old. Same and, old. And you're doing it not because you've had the revelation, but because it was taught to you, this is how we do it. And if you don't get your own revelation. By the time you pass it on to the next generation, it, they're going to say, why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. And, and they'll go for anarchy instead. Yes, and even if they do it, they're losing the light of the revelation that it yes. was given in. Yes, exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. If, if you don't have your own light, your own experience with Jesus, your own experience with... Mm-hmm. And, and it's back to that same thing that we were talking about earlier. You have something inside of you that nobody else has. Yes, God exactly. put you on this planet with a purpose, and you have to connect with him in order to get that thing lit and exposed and outside of the flesh. You know, get get the flesh out of the way so that you can be that spirit being, that light being. And, uh, you know, this is not this is not new age. This is new age is nothing but the the counterfeit of the real thing. This is the real thing we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is becoming that which God put you here to do, to do the greater works, to be to be that that uh, Isaiah 60 people that arise and shine for our light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon us. We've got to let the glory rise up inside of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have to function out of our spirit. Yes. Out of our spirit, because what comes out of there is going to be truth. Yes. Yes, absolutely. It's so important for each of us to meet the Lord in that place. Mm-hmm. Spend time soaking. Spend time... Worshipping, mm-hmm. you know, obviously spend time in the Word. But when you're in the Word, when God anoints a word mm-hmm. in the Word, yes, mm-hmm. take that Word and just sit before Him quietly and just say, what is it about this Word? What are you teaching me about this Word? What is it? And as you're going, you know, you just take that Word like rest. What about it? What does it mean? 
how are you seeing it, Father, in connection with me? Mm-hmm. And just slowly bring that word before him and bring the word before him. Yes. And slowly he would he'll begin to activate that word in your spirit and give you a revelation of what it is. Amen. So you don't just have the concordance meeting of it. Right. But you have the inner revelation of what rest is and you can and the minute you have that you can be it. Yes. You know, we I had the most amazing service in New Mexico, Portales, New Mexico. I was with friends of ours, um, Holly Maddox and Marsh Maddox. And um, we had a meeting in their home. And I was telling them this very thing, you know, just take the word. And I just sat down and I said, this is how you do it. It's very simple. It was just a house meeting. I said, and I just read a scripture and I came across a scripture, a word that the Lord focused on. And I said, okay, the Lord's focusing on this word, so I'm going to show you what to do. And I just sat down and closed my eyes, and I was just speaking that word to the Lord and just meditating on it and letting the weight of the, that word in the Spirit minister to me. And I was just talking about it and talking about it. And, and then I opened my eyes to say, see, that's how you do it. They were all gone in the Spirit. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> we had an unintentional wow. meditation so it <laughs> was so funny. I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, the Lord just did it. It was great. So, <laughs> you know, I've I've been I've been practicing what you're saying. And just the Lord has led me a few days ago and it and it it you know, it kind of goes on for some some time, but uh I I was hearing the the verse let all the earth keep silence before him. Mm. I think it's in Habakkuk. And the word that was that was on my heart was was the word about silence. So I've been studying this word silence and, and it in Hebrew I think it's something like hush. Like you would say to a baby. Yeah. You know, we would say hush. Yeah. I really think our word in English hush comes from the Hebrew. <laughs> It sounds like it. It sounds like it. And yeah. and that is related to the word for um the the verb form of it and that is khasha. Khasha. Hmm. I've been meditating on this this the idea of the the stillness and the quietness yeah. and um showing inactivity, you know, just cease and desist, just stop, just get quiet. So the Lord's been encouraging me, Sharon, just get quiet. And, you know, after after having convention and guests and getting ready to go on the road and, you know, all these things that are going on, the Lord is still saying, get quiet, hush, yeah. hush. So the Lord does speak to us that way. And, and the more we know the word, the more you'll hear, you'll hear in your spirit, something coming up. It's kind of like everybody probably has the experience where a song will just come into your head and it might stay there and you might, you might get tired of that song because it just keeps repeating and repeating. But that's how it is with the word. The more you get the word into you, the more these things can come up Yeah. and pay attention when it does. And then go find that word and then go dig into that verse or, or that phrase and, and look at the words. And, and as, as Rona said, 
go beyond what the strong says, you know, the strong's concordance. Um, and I'll just, I'll just throw in a tidbit for my favorite Bible app that I use on my phone all the time. I have several, but the one I use the most is the blue letter Bible. Cause you can touch on a scripture and, and, and it'll take you to the interlinear where you can see each word as it is and, and, and follow the Strong's Concordance and the other things that will tell you more about that word. But, and then you take it and you meditate on it. As Rona just said, this is, this, is a, this is a real key for going deeper in the things of God. And sometimes I get a secular song stuck in my yes. head. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've had that happen too. And the secular song that was sticking in my head for quite a while, and I'm still kind of meditating on it every now and then, is The Sound of Silence. Oh, yeah, there you go. Wow. (laughs) There's a kind of hush. Hush. All over the world. (laughs) But the silence has a sound to it. Yes, it does. It has a frequency to it and a vibration to it. And I believe... When we meditate on that, eventually that whole doorway is going to open up mm-hmm. so that we can enter into the sounds of silence. And I believe within the sounds of silence are such depths of God that we yes. are going to discover mm-hmm. that we never yeah. knew before. Yes. Who he is. Mm-hmm. Not so concerned about what he does and what he's going to do and and having our needs met and right. da-di-da, but who he is in his depths. Yes. In the chambers of his heart, there's probably an echo chamber for the sounds of silence. Ooh, beautiful, mm. beautiful. You know, the, yeah. this, the script, oh, sorry, were you going to go on? No, I'm still pondering it. <laughs> I'll let you know when I have more. <laughs> so in the book of Revelation, it talks about, and there was silence in heaven for the space of half an hour. Yeah. When Dean Braxton was in heaven, he had an experience where he saw that everybody in heaven was gathering around the throne to worship, and there was absolute silence. There was movement, there were there were colors, there were all, but there was no sound until the first being that was going to kick off this worship time stood up to make the first sound. Wow. Hmm. And, and and I don't, you know, it, it wasn't like you could tell how long it was because there's timelessness in heaven. But but there was this absolute notable silence that nobody said anything. It, everything was silent. There was there was no praise until that moment. It's like a building. Yeah. I mean, something that that is building the atmosphere preparing the atmosphere for something big. And I think that's what God's yes. trying to get us into that silence mm. yes, so that he can good. so that he can launch that big thing in us. Yeah. That's where good. where we find out who we are, where we begin to do the thing that that he put that passion in us to do. And and I'm not talking about any kind of a passion that's that's fleshly. I'm talking about the the thing that that gives us joy. And and you said it when we were we were talking before the the podcast. You said something about if, if money wasn't an issue, say say that. Yeah, if money wasn't an issue, if you weren't tied down to your responsibilities, if you didn't have to stay by the stuff because of your family, what is the thing that you really, really in your heart of hearts 
would love to be doing, mm-hmm. that you have a passion for, deep inside yourself, mm-hmm. and would be able to do it if you had none of those responsibilities. Mm-hmm. That is who you were made to be. Yeah. And that's, who mm-hmm. you, that's your calling. Yes, and yeah. you must begin to step up into it. Yeah. And it comes from that place of silence. And when you decide that it's possible, that's when you start to overcome all the things that hold you back. Yes. Mm. It's a decision. Because when you allow those things to hold you back, they will mm-hmm. forever. Because yeah. <laughs> everything is keeping you from fulfilling what God wants done on the earth through you. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. weren't randomly put here. Right. Yeah. Right. You were put here filled with purpose. Yes. Filled with everything that God put, can put in you. Filled with himself. Yes. Filled with himself. What better thing could there be? Mm. I mean, you could be creating on earth. Mm-hmm. Creating. Yes. Yeah. And, and uh, most of the body of Christ has no idea you know, about that. You know, Because if they just go to the road of their Sunday mm-hmm. without really reading the word or getting enlightenment on the word, this is what you can be, but how better am I than that guy in the pulpit? You know, you know, there's no, what's the percentage of people that know the understanding of, you read the scripture, becoming sons of God? Right. How many are pressing it? Was it Bill Bright back in the 70s came out with this teaching on the bride and, and so many persecuted him? Britain. Bill Britain. Bill yeah. Britain. Yeah, it was Bill Britain. He, I think he had that Sons of God teaching, mm-hmm. but I was too young to, Yeah, you know, it's partially yeah, backslidden. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the point is, we are to continue to grow into maturity, mm-hmm. and every opportunity that we have, every opportunity that God gives us, as long as we keep saying yes, we will keep growing. Yes. Uh-huh. Right. But as soon as you say no, you will go back down to the same level where you last said yes, and that's yes. where you'll stay. Until you say yes again, if you ever do. Yeah. And we need to change the way we see ourselves. Yes, that's it. You know, I was um, in one of, I've been on a long trip. (laughs) In one of these places, there was a man, and he was being very respectful, calling me, you know, daughter of God. I wanted to point my finger. I was trying to be respectful too, but I wanted to point my finger at him and say, don't call me that. I'm a son. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And and there there are testimonies of people that have been in the presence of God, women that have been in the presence of God, and God has called them son. Yeah. Mm. You're my son. Yeah. It, 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 it doesn't fit our minds because we have this gender idea. Yeah. But see, all of this, all of this gender fluidity that is in the world today is a counterfeit of what God is trying to do. Exactly. He's, he's trying He's shown. trying to let the men understand, yes, you are the bride of Christ, and women understand, <laughs> yes, you're a son, son of, of God. God. Right. That in, in Christ, there is no male nor female. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, I had an encounter. I was in my bedroom, in my, in my chair. <laughs> I had this encounter, and I don't want to go into the, full encounter because it's quite involved but I encountered a heavenly being and this is what I wrote in my notes and I'd actually forgotten this and I'm glad I could go back and read it again I said the leader welcomed me as I see myself I love that Mm, Wow. 
but he saw me as I am when I stand on my heavenly platform. I love that. The recognition of who I am in my full blueprint. Yes. Mm. In other words, he just welcomed me, accepting me as I see myself. But then he began to see myself as I am in the fullness of my blueprint, standing on my heavenly mountain. And as he saw me as that, I began to see myself as that. Yes. Mm. Wow. Yes. It's revelation. It's revelation. And when we see other people according to their callings, they become that. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And, and it helps when we, when we see something about someone that we speak it to them because that helps to bring it into reality. Mm-hmm. And treat them yes. the way that the blueprint is. Beautiful. Amen. Amen. Well, Rona, would you, would you pray for our listeners? Father, I just thank you for the people that have been hungry enough to listen to this podcast. And I just pray that they've had some morsels that they could chew on and get yes. greater revelation on it. Lord, we don't have it all, but we can give out tidbits that people can take and they can take to you and just see themselves in a new way. And Father, I pray for a revelation for each person listening, that they will see themselves according to their original blueprint, that they, that they will see the, the light of the glory that's within them and Jesus Christ that's ruling and reigning within them and providing with a place of habitation and a place of rest. And right now, Father, we just bless them in every area of their lives. Yes. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come into the fullness of what God has made you to be. Yes. Amen. Amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with his overwhelming, loving presence.